Hey there, missionaries. This is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. Just want to let you know that we did experience some audio difficulties with our live stream for the first few minutes of tonight's episode. Therefore, the sound quality is a little garbled. You should be able to make out what happens and what's happening and what's going on. But I want to give you a heads up on that. At the 11 minute and 40 second uh, mark, you will note a vast difference in the sound quality and everything should be smooth sailing from there on. Okay, enjoy the show. We are live, ladies and gentlemen, with Ripples in Time, the Kindred Podcast. My name is Len, aka Bat Tribble. And as always, I am joined by my partner. Hey, Vincent Woods. Hi. Hi. here, aka Charlie Brownskin. And um, I'm going to pass it to my co co host. What's up, people? It's your girl, Ariel, aka the Green Bombshell. Um, Yeah, happy to be here. Happy to come and discuss what we're about to discuss. Mm. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Discuss and discard. We are reviewing episodes three and four of the FX Hulu show Kindred. Episode three is titled Furniture. And I'm going to read the short synopsis. And while you're doing that, I will just say that last week, episode is sabina not sabina we were calling just sabina, I, sabina. It, they did say sabina in this one but i felt like she wasn't sabina in the episode sabina. Yeah. was mm-hmm. it because i i rewatched one and two before i watched three and four okay and so just you know, shout out to the no the accuracy is yeah. uh names are important they are well, we're reviewing tonight episodes three and four. Episode three is Furniture. Uh, Dana. Then <laughs> <laughs> stop. <laughs> Dana and Olivia search for the answer to what keeps bringing Dana back to the past, while Kevin acts the gracious party goer at the behest of his host. And then moving into episode four titled The Waiter from Two Nights Ago. Back in Los Angeles, Dana and Kevin prepare to return to the past, but have to deal with the familiar fallout of their travels. Um, And the familiar fallouts are with family and with neighbors. Yes. Yeah. And it's pretty intense. Um, Yeah, we're going, we're going to change things up a little bit tonight, ladies and gentlemen, in, in a couple of ways. We are also kind of just going to go in and just review this, review it, and start talking about the the show itself. And I'm opening the door for us to bring some of that book discussion into this part of it, because at this point, it makes no sense not to. <laughs> <laughs> and it really is hard not to. I know, calling at the door. And yes. anyone sort of waiting Read like 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 if you're going to read, please go read Kendrick. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. So, yes, and and don't let this don't let this be the make or break reason. Yes, of why you are are not going to read Kendrick because as someone who, read Kendrick as someone who has not read Kendrick, let me assure you, 
you won't be spoiled. And, and <laughs> yeah. with that in mind, I'm going to open this conversation with you, Vincent. Where you want to go? I would start with the fact that we've watched two episodes for this for this review. Not one plot point from either episode is actually in the book. Yeah, right. I heard that. <laughs> like, like the first episode, they go in the past, right? And there's this extended plot about Tom, Tom, Tom Whalen, it, it Tom Whalen's wife, Margaret Whalen, is his second wife, mm-hmm. which is book. They mentioned in the book that this is his second wife. What is not in the book is that his first wife was the one who apparently owned everything. And her family is still involved in their life. So, right. so his 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 sister in law is there. Her his, husband, her husband, their who evil is, daughter, who's a closeted gay man. Mm-hmm. Their <laughs> evil daughter. <laughs> Kevin is 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 still Kevin. I, I I do have to say there were two aspects of both episodes that that I enjoyed a great deal that I actually pointed at the TV and I said, yeah, there, there's a point where they go back in the past and and Dana's mother meets oh, Kevin, which for, for those of you who are keeping score, oh, Dana's I know exactly. mother who is not in the book, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> looks Kevin up and down and says to Dana, this man is going to be killed. <laughs> I thought of all three of you when I saw that scene. And I pointed at the TV and I said, yes, extraneous character that yes. they created for this pedestrian science fiction show that could have been on sci-fi in 2005 <laughs> between the showing of Sharknado and Stark and, and Stargate SG-1. You were absolutely right. And then when they start talking about Pride and Prejudice mm. and he start recounting the, the, the plot to Pride and Prejudice, I actually muttered on, under my breath, Ain't no, oh, he read Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> he did. And then. No, he didn't. Well, the show said. <laughs> no. He said, oh, I watched the movie. I said, oh, yes, I exactly. said, well, that's right. So I said, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> and I felt like maybe the show wants me to think Kevin is terrible. Because Kevin is terrible. Is terrible. Is terrible. <laughs> So, so I, 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 I it, it was very frustrating. It was very frustrating to me mm-hmm. how much of the show. Again, there are eight episodes, so one fourth of this show has nothing to do with the source material. So that was just very frustrating. Now, how good that material is, I guess we talk about how the material, the, that the, they, the material that they've now that added. Right. I was not moved. Like I joked a moment ago, I, I, I thought it was very standard genre sort of churn mm-hmm. that you, we, we talked last week and we just talked before the mic started, where, where something that you said has stuck with me all week, that they're creating more. Like you can tell they're trying to build out this mythology and, and I'll just go, you know, the, the, apparently her mother, Tom Travel, and then they slipped in here that her grandmother time mm-hmm. traveled to, and then there's a mysterious person who tried to kill Rufus in the first episode that nobody knows who it is. And spoiler, yeah. it's it's absolutely the grandmother. Yeah. It's absolutely the grandmother. So I, I just I'm not moved. I wasn't moved. 
Yeah, because it was about who turned him over. Yeah, right. but I right. saw Olivia's face. I thought so too. I thought I it was Olivia's face. She said it wasn't Maybe her. She said it wasn't her. Yeah, but, but 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 to be to be clear, she did say it wasn't her. But it did she sound did like she had like a no, She said she was there. No, she no. did a weird look. She did she a said, weird look like she was no. didn't want to admit. Yeah, it was so a we, very pregnant pause. Yes. And her face got weird. Yeah. So I thought she was trying to Which hide could it. mean that it was, it was her some, mother. Right. But I also... Yeah, I read that, though, that it's... Later on, it's like, oh, it might have been the grandmother. But yeah. it was like, oh, there's somebody else. Yeah, all three of them are jumping around through yeah. time. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> Say it with your chest, Charlie. I what, did exactly what you believe me <laughs> with my stern beak up. It's lousy. <laughs> and, and honestly, it my heart like i'm i'm disappointed yeah and i think that it's you know to to the point that you opened up about like whether the, it's quality content that they're replacing octavia's writing and imagining and musings with i don't know it's my household is riveted by it my wife really wants to keep watching she wanted to watch you know episode five and i was like no oh, really? i can't she's what happens next? But and did I'm she like, read Kendra? Did she read it? No, I told her that. And no, she tried to is. tell me, well, I, and I was like, girl, enjoy the show. Right. Don't let me get you down. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, well, I think for me, there comes a point like, it's like, oh, we're frails. Like, I laugh because at the end of the episode, it's like, based on the novel, by <laughs> it's like, and I put in my notes, I put quote unquote loosely, loosely. based loosely. <laughs> it's like we took a couple people's names yeah. we took like the t- you know what I mean like might as well just say it. named after like I mean yeah it's it's fanfic right it's like this is somebody who regular like how does the time traveling work right. and and so what I'll say as somebody who's seen things that I loved or liked get redone and mm-hmm. it's different and then I've loved it and been like wow these two things stand on their own and i can enjoy both and then times where i'm like why did they but i think with this one for me first of all i'm a sucker for time travel i'm a sucker for a time loop like a good time story just it does something for me Mm -hmm. i'm not blind say not intrigued by the lore that they are building but i do think that the focus of the story is now building around the lore and it actually kind of I think deep bangs what mm-hmm. Octavia was doing, what the, the profound experience you're supposed to have of like this American institution mm-hmm. and how American mm-hmm. is it because it involves all of us and we are related and this and that. And yeah. that, like, that's yeah. what she wanted exactly. us to take away from it because that's real. Even in this scientific, science, um, science fiction world, that's real. Right. But now we're off the rails and it's like, oh, this is just about the science fiction. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think. Now I'm watching it and I'm just like, I am watching something else. And so I, as far as like how it compares to the book, it's like, yeah, you can rip it a new one because I do think it's losing a lot. But if you want to take it as its own, like they're telling a different story, which they are. I'm not completely mad at the story that they're telling. I'm just mad that there's work to do it. It's like, if you're going to do Kendrick, do Kendrick. You, you're off somewhere else and not that that story like if that story would have just come out as something else that might have been like man I really like this you know just on its own but again in comparison to like what we're the uh the source 
like, well, you again, it's just different. And I'm not getting the same thing from it. And then also for me, I feel like we are spending way too much time with these white people. Well, that, that's like, the thing. There is, I was there is so much character development. And again, they added and spotted Wayland being... Wayland is also gay. Mm-hmm. And that's who he's having a relationship with his brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. And I spotted that in the first episode because he got upset when he was leaving. And he was like, we haven't, yes. he was like, we haven't, we haven't had our, lunch yet. Or, or our business or something like that. Tom Whelan is gay? Yeah. You know, because when the yes. guy, he's talking about how handsome Wayland is, but he's, you know. He's a girl. I knew the other guy was gay. Well, obviously I know the other guy's gay because he made the pass that's at Kevin. Why he made a pass at Kevin, folks. But you think Tom no, Whelan's gay. That he's definitely gay. That's why he was like, I know that man. What did you say to him? And then when he said he, knows he touched him me. Yeah, when he said, you touched, he touched me. He kind of, it's like anger, relief. Like he goes through a lot of things. Because I feel like now he's like, oh, I, I got some power over him. Hey, 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 let's be clear. I'm not debating y'all about this. <laughs> sure, he's gay. Fine, why not? Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Tom Whelan's gay. Sure, why not? So it goes back to the character development of these white folks that you're that you're talking about. I feel, you know, Tom Whelan is not gay in the novel. I'm sorry, please no, continue. No, he's not. And he's having a relationship with one of the enslaved women, he's which the child's father, which I, that the the sister, death yeah, that the sister came and was like, oh, I held this one when she was a baby. He's got to be her father i think right That's but it was book. weird but it was weird because the sister-in-law when she went to the quarters where the enslaved people are living mm-hmm. to the cookhouse she says oh she looks like hannah yeah. which is like wait who was hannah is that the wife the hannah's first wife the deceased wife okay yeah. so I, I i first thing is i absolutely feel like the character development for the white folks is overwhelming and from a streaming service perspective, like when you go and you look at the artwork saying not only Kindred based on Octavia Butler, but also seeing Dana's f- picture mm-hmm. and, and center. You get into the episodes, it feels like one of those situations like that happens on all the streaming services where you get blackfished. Mm-hmm. And you think that the show is going to mm-hmm. focus on black life, but instead you're all up in these white yeah. people's. I was going to say, it, even on the tag on Hulu, like under it, 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 it I think it says fantasy, yeah. and like black right. films, yeah. black oh, yeah. stories, or something like that. It's like, is it? For sure. You know, For because sure. we don't get any time with these characters, and yeah. it's very superficial when we do, but I am all up in the inner workings of these people's baggage. Look, I, I'm, I, I, you know, I'm trying to pull for it. So they came back, and, 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 and one of the things Kevin said, which I was team Kevin, for 20 seconds where he said, look, I feel for you. I'm going to give you this gun. Oh, when they're back. But I'm out. When they're back. I was back Because back in our time. And- I don't know you. Like we had a, we had a nice night. We had a nice, because they're not married. Like in, in the book, it makes sense. Right. This is my wife. Mm-hmm. So I'm all in. And at that point, he'd also been sexually assaulted. Right. So he's right. like, he's got every reason. I will be honest, right. at that point, you know, Len kind of started on the like, look at his humanity. So I kind of brought that into my watching and I felt, I felt for him like, look, you gonna, you gonna do this? I didn't sign up for this. Here's the chopper. Right, yeah, but yeah. now Kevin's back in. 
Well, yeah, but I, he's back in because he realizes he has feelings for her and all that type. Why? I. Why does he have feelings? No, if her? it's so much that he has feelings for her, that he recognized that her family was plotting against her. I think. Well, I think once he saw the plot thicken on that, he was just like. She's literally got no one, no one. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of that, too. But I think also, and, and don't get me wrong, there's definitely a Barty rubble to Kevin on my freaking nerves. <laughs> He's just a dunderhead to stuff. But I do think he he backs off because just for linear sake, ladies and gentlemen, we're now talking about stuff that happens in episode four when they're back in right. um, the 21st century. Mm -hmm. Um he he is ready to kind of like sign off on this and like yo like yo you go deal with that for you may want to say legitimate reasons i i just i, I didn't sign up for this you know it's whatever i don't know you i don't know you okay yeah and I, I i don't know you okay but i think he then also is faced with the fact that I don't know you, but we did go through this together. Yes. Right. And this was, and this was something he's never going to go through with anyone else. Right. And if, if something like this does not shorthand the, the getting to know someone, then nothing else will. And I think he is actually moved by that. Then also seeing, you know, the, the plot machinations in work, um, and how, she, you know, oh my God, I'm leaving her alone to fend with all of this craziness. Mm -hmm. I think he is legitimately pulled to her, back to her. And I think that that's legitimate. It's annoying because again, to as we've been talking about, any development with her has been very superficial. It's been very, or it's been, plot driven because you're just getting new bits of uh, information where as with him and even to a degree the the family back in slavery days you're trying to get into their mindset and in and in their thinking um and that's annoying because that's not what we signed on for regardless no the book kindred is is, is not there but we signed on for this for still, like you said, the black experience, the, the, the black point of view on here. And everything is just window dressing with that. There's nothing deep. They're all, all, and there was a part of me that was like, all right, well, maybe they're going to go deep here and then they're going to go, they're going to um, get black in the next episode. But then in the next episode, it's not only more of Kevin, then we got to spend time at the freaking neighbor's house. As and well. the sister, and it's making me think of the fact that with Dana, even in the present, mm -hmm. at most that we're understanding about her is about her family's dysfunction. It, it, yes. And yes. about this fucking um, perception that she's an abused woman because mm -hmm. of the because markings of, on right, her face. Right, right, right. So she's having to contend with people perceiving her as Kevin's punching bag right? in every single interaction that she's having. So like right. the fight on the lawn with the neighbors also. So actually Kevin at the point where he's like, I'm out. Oh, even with Kevin's sister. 
with Kevin. So, yeah. so we're getting to like see a lot of again Kevin's humanity. Yeah. I wonder if this this person has a white family. Oh, ah. the the creator. Mm-hmm. I maintain. Okay. You keep. We keep. You. I maintain that this whole relationship is is just driven by the plot needs. Like we need to keep Kevin in this story. But there's nothing you from started at marriage like the book did. And, yeah. and you just could have you had, done that. had them married, it would make more sense. But there's nothing that has happened and we've now watched half of this show. That's true. There is nothing that has happened in the character development of either of these people that it is believable in the least that he figures out how to get back to the present. Mm-hmm. Because I did like the fact that he didn't want to let her out of his sight. Because he was like, I don't want you going back without me. He gets back. And then he goes back in. Like there's like there's no, you know, like this one, what was it, Ethan Hawke movie before sunrise? It wasn't before sunrise where you see people make this connection over over one night. This isn't medicine for melancholy, where you see these people make a connection over one night. There is nothing that has happened on the screen mm-hmm. that makes it believable that he is that invested in this. Oh, I disagree. That You did see them spend some time together. You know, it oh, was had a cute day. Yeah, but I the thing he her. was getting kicked out of her house when she first left. She was pissed at him. Right. He was like okay. under the impression she was a princess and moody. Right. And, and, so and, and when not. she makes the joke as the callback, he don't even acknowledge the joke because he's yeah. in his own head. Yeah. I don't I don't know hmm. if it's fair to say that he had a choice of not whether or not to go back because the police were banging on the door. Oh, no, no. But, I mean, even him going to the hospital with the ring and, and oh, sure. I got it. Look, hey. I think that was him. I and then her he cop had to uncle do that. throws you up against the car, too. But I think that he had to go back with the ring for the sake of the plot again. Like yes, saying. absolutely. Yeah. They- I just think that this could have been such an interesting show if they played with time more. It feels like the um, sort of the time travel as we're seeing it and as we know it in mm-hmm. so many shows that precede it, like we could have had a situation where episode one, we were we were established in that they were married, mm-hmm. they were in some very, you know, normal married life moment. Mm-hmm. They could have stretched out those hour, like the the hour that she spent in, or three minutes that she spent in the past to a whole episode, especially if we're gonna get another season. Mm. Like if they're trying to get it to another season, we they could have done something more interesting with more. time where we come to episode two and it's like only an hour has passed for them, but mm. she was there for a certain amount of months or days in the past. Like, I just think that Octavia, I wonder how many times the, the text was read by this person, mm. how deeply it was studied by the writer's room. You're talking about the text, and 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 you were, you know, like you said, you like time travel stuff, and I like time travel stuff, and and it's you know, it's a great science fiction trope. You know who didn't give a shit about time travel stuff? Octavia, Octavia. Butler. Yeah. 
in interview after interview after interview, she doesn't she doesn't even call this science fiction. She said this isn't science fiction. There's no machine. I'm not interested in the time travel, the mechanics. Like she said, I'm not interested in the mechanics of time travel in this book. I'm more concerned with the other stuff that you said, you you know, like you said, the immediacy of slavery, Mm -hmm. how it's, you know, just this messiness of this American institution, how we're all connected by it. And I don't know. Real quick, real quick. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna let Ariel, uh, Ariel, jump in, jump in. But I just want to share. Thank you, all of you out there um, watching us. If we're streaming live, we got an uh, interesting um, comment from uh, Marla, Marla Campbell Harris. Hey, Marla. Hey, Marla. How you doing? Hey, girl. Uh, I wondered about performative allyship due to the assumption in the present day that should something happen to Dana, Kevin would be the prime suspect. So it's like a performative allyship on his part. And she also goes on to say that it's definitely a hard sell, but could it be to speak to hookup culture and fast and loose relationships of the timing if they chose to maintain the original present day of the 70s in the same relationship of marriage, uh, it definitely would have grounded the connection more. And Which is something I think we've touched on. We Mm -hmm. touched on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I think people want to do that. Oh, yeah. I mean, so I so I was actually angry when Kevin was like, I'm not going back with you. I was like, for real, dude. And for me, why I I, I what Marla said is making me think about it again differently as, as far as like that being performative, because if something happens to her, like, you know, he he's he on the, the app now, like there's going to hold, you know, he's he's in it now. But when he originally said it, what I felt like, I was like, okay, so this, he felt uncomfortable. And I mean, and he was sexually assaulted and I don't want to downplay that, but but the bulk of it has been you, that, that white black dynamic in that time. And he felt uncomfortable. So now he wants to check out. Mm-hmm. And so that very much, I mean, when you talk about allyship, it's like, yeah, ally until now we have a real conversation and it's getting messy. It's real. And yeah. now you don't want to feel the discomfort of it. Yeah. And so that's how what I my takeaway. I was like, oh, so he's doing oh, I'm uncomfortable. And I so I felt like even as he's talking about it, again, this thing is happening to her. And when they go back in time, she is in the most danger. Like mm-hmm. her like her mm-hmm. like Again, white man, people are going to go out of their way to believe what you say, to justify, to this, to that. And you being there does, in fact, give her some protection. Like when she when she popped off at that little mm-hmm. evil girl, like orphan, she could, they needed if they ever remade orphan. orphan. Get that little oh girl God, to do it. Because so I said, funny. this girl is wicked. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like That's so on point. Yeah, but... But yeah, so when she pops off on her, the only reason she doesn't get physically beat is because Kevin, Kevin, because wait, uh, uh, Waylon's wife was like, "Oh, she's not my property." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So even if the little girl wanted to beat her too, yeah, and, and everybody I, wanted to beat her down, yeah. So it's so it's just, I, I, it's like I want you to understand that and be like, you can actually stand in the the gap and and be it. Uh, help to her because she can't help that yeah. she's going to go back. She can't she, again, she just like we can't control our blackness and what we look like and you understand what that means for us and the, mm-hmm. the danger she's in and you didn't stand in the void. So yeah, that like, just, 
kind of, it just made me mad. To, to your point, like when he does first go get the gun, there was a part of me that's like, okay, Kevin, he, 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 like, he, ready, he ready to stand up. I said he didn't watch that Key and Peele skit. You cannot take a future gun back to the past. He's going to mess around and, and throw off the whole Civil okay. War. All right, all right. All right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I thought. The also. gun, also not in the book. Right. No, also not in the book. Just a knife. I thought the same right. thing yeah. about it, like mm-hmm. messing with with the um the laws of time, time the travel. laws of time travel. But um, I want to go back to something you were talking about as it relates to the mother who's not in the book and the grandmother who's certainly not in the book. For me, those oh, those characters or their well, the one that we see and then the one that's like now being implied are maybe a saving grace as it relates to the relationship to time travel, as you said, that Octavia had and what Dana's preoccupation is with that Kevin cannot possibly understand Hmm. because she keeps saying, I can feel him pulling me. So what we're talking about is not the mechanics of a TARDIS, we're talking about her DNA. I think last week you you said the word mitochondria. Like mm-hmm. there is a genetic thing that's going on mm-hmm. that is the most interesting thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, for a sci-fi show, now I'm like, okay, an improvement. Like you could have shown us, you know, in the um in the movies when people take uh, drugs and we see the eyes dilate and stuff, or uh-huh. we see like some kind of chemical reaction happening, like. Could we have gotten something like that? We can feel her heart, like, you know, racing faster. Something that alerts us to the fact that she is the machine. Yeah. yeah. She is the mechanism. Her bloodline is the mechanism. Just like the black people are the lifeblood of the plantation and its workings. She is the workings of this whole time travel. I want more of that. Because, again, all we're, like, forced to focus on is Kevin. We're still talking about Kevin go, goes and get the gets the gun. Kevin's troubled. His and Kevin, yeah, he's an alcoholic. About his addiction, yeah. about his getting into trouble. The sister sees her and thinks of trouble. Like, it's yeah. it's so... Yeah, yeah. Like, I I see maybe this is a... This whole, this whole show might be a device for getting people to think this way, but... Why couldn't we more explicitly experience it? How it could be? I did like that Evan of... lived with his sister because he didn't strike me as someone who could fill out a form <laughs> <laughs> and have first, you know, last month, first month, and first. Uh, uh, oh my God! I actually wrote down he's giving me to a white guy, especially in this episode, and well, I'm tired of it. Him uh, a squatter or something. Mm-hmm. Well, he said. Well, he said, like, he says, I'm, he says I'm not a squatter. I pay. I pay rent. I was like, oh, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't we all met that guy? Oh. You know, I stay with my mom. I kick in with bills. You know, I can kick, you know, I, I have my I support own, my mom. Right, I right, right. I have my own space in the basement that, you know, I got Well, he has a very cushy pool house. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. Very, it was a nice setup. His BMW wagon. To your to your point about like you know maybe seeing something like activated on her or something like that, um, I wonder if 
there was thought given to something like that, but that was a budgetary restraint because these were the first two episodes and I was starting to kind of feel it, but these are the first two episodes where I was watching this and really feeling how much of a budget was not on the screen. Right. Like how much yeah. we are really in like a, like the, the light lot. Yeah. Like the, the, the lighting is not really super dramatic yeah. you know, or any type of shift. Like the, I said, it felt very early aughts sci-fi channel. Right, right. I yeah. think that's intentional. Because you don't have to have a huge budget. The work that Terrence Nance is putting out right now yeah, on true. HBO that I'm sure yeah. has... Well, but is it doing on HBO? No, that's a different budget. Terrence Nance is actually a genius, though. Yeah, for sure. But I'm saying, I like, don't you don't have to have... Okay, it does, you don't have to have the budget. I hear you. But you have to have the vision. You right. you have to have you got to have the yeah. budget to ha to to hire the talent right that is able to pull that off. Well, I think I mean I feel like I you're, you're talking about the, the heartbeat. Vision. I mean that's right. just sound design. It's like well, how much is that to kind of show Sounds the and light? Yeah, it's... the physical part, part. But I will say I do like it could be special effects. I do like. Uh, I imagine it just being very disoriented, like her to be in her house and to look off and see something that shouldn't be there. Mm -hmm. That actually, I did like that. I so, love So that I think part. if they could have added, like you said, something that drives home, that All she has a crazy scream that the neighbors keep responding to. Right. right. Literally, they've had that girl do the scream the way right. that And fighting. Like, she fights every time she comes back. Which, which talking about humanity and, and us having to acknowledge humanity in places that we didn't plan on, I don't like the fact that objectively these neighbors, these, you know, actually have a point. Like what is going on over here? Like there's yelling. She does have this black eye, which I do like the fact that the black eye continues to complicate this situation with the two of them. Mm -hmm. You know, she buys the house and just shows up one day. Now it's this dude. Now it's yelling in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. Now people are disappearing. I don't know where my cat is. You know? When they went covering how bothered by everyone I am. Well, I was bothered by everything. But I'm bothered right. by them. But you're but, right. But again, no, you're they right. are right. You're right. Right. Like I'm everybody, we all live in a neighborhood. So all of you that right. I am right. completely bothered by everything. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. I, but about the cat, I was laughing because when she went back and that little girl was holding the cat, I was like, they need that cat. Right. Like, like, cause that might even right. get that lady out to race a little bit. Right. Taking her back with me. Man, I just want to shout her out. I actually wrote her name, Brooke Bloom. Her name is Hermione in yes. the show yeah. she also played lisa mon in atlanta because i was like i know because wow, she's because really? she's given like kind of basic white girl and i was like she this is familiar and then i had to like look mm -hmm. it up because the that was an episode of atlanta that actually disturbed me a little bit but she played that character well, you, you the, dropped the nugget real quick you dropped the, the nugget to tell the people what that episode is the 32nd because that's the one with him in the um uh, it's the one where he basically gets revenge. Yeah, right. Because he gets. Where he sets up the. Whole he sets up the whole thing yeah. because she wouldn't let him through right, PSA or whatever. Right, right. But I yeah. was actually I left that episode feeling, I don't like. Oh my god! Like right. I felt horrible. Right. I was actually waiting for her cat to get hit by a car in that one. When they show like the cat or the dog or whatever was mm -hmm. jump out, I said, "Lord, don't let that dog get hit by a car." <laughs> yeah, like, to nobody. Ern, this was too much. Yeah. Ern, that was too much. Mm -hmm. That but, was a lot. But yeah, that's her. And so I 
she just looks so familiar. I was like, I gotta look her up. What is it? And I was like, oh yeah. Uh, maybe we could watch it. I love that you brought that up though, because it's kind of, it kind of ties to what I'm saying about like this feeling of aggravation with everything. Like I am so rubbed raw by our society. Like if I don't get my Octavia Butler exactly how I want it, now I'm pissed with everyone, including the writer. I'm coming for everything. Mm -hmm. I don't want to take that kind of revenge out on this show. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Mary, I could stand to lighten up a little bit. Well, no, I think I you have a right to be, I think you have a right to be angry. Like, again, as somebody who thought you were about to watch Kindred, right. you have a right to be angry. Again, for like, as I said, for me, I'm kind of separating, like, oh, I'm not actually watching Kindred. Yeah. And there are things about this that I like, but I do think they dropped the ball a lot. And even just coming back to them being married, it's like if they were married, that changes. That makes everything make more sense. Yeah. Yes. And and it again, if you if you were really trying to stretch out a story, I think we we wouldn't be in a place where we're so irritated. Yeah. But we're irritated with every body. And that's hard to watch. It's like, well, who like what am I here for? And just the, the two of you, you know, I, I know we're harping on Kevin. But well. even, even this characterization of Dana, yeah, you, you know, like like we we've talked before about the 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 Butler protagonist is always these very formidable women. Mm. Like it irritated me to no end that Olivia is the one in this who figured out what's going on, and Dana just sort of sat there passively, and I was like, well, I kind of want to see Olivia's story. Like Olivia is more in the spirit of of the book, like this woman who's thrown into this circumstance. I, I figure things out. I, I take and, a, and alone for this girl. I'm alone because her husband, right? Didn't, I, you know, come you with know. her. Yeah. The thing is that Olivia, if we had met her at Dana's age, might have been in the same way. Olivia has had time to mature, being stuck in the past. She's had so much time to mature that she's now taken on the care of another child. Sure. That she's now trying to protect because of the age that she's at. Right. Like I feel I feel like Dana's doing the best she can with what she's got right now. And the fact that she is listening to that mitochondrial or genetic pull and understanding the feeling versus like some of the logistics right now. I think that I think that she's I think the problem is not that she's not formidable. It's that we're not getting enough time to like even understand what she's thinking or feeling. Well that's from that's the true. Writing. You're not united in our minds. So like we don't <clears throat> we, don't we don't know how no we know what a dummy Kevin is, but we don't know how formidable she is. Yeah. yeah. You know, everything is overshadowing her and yeah. how brilliant it is that she's this unafraid. The only really time you see that in these two episodes is when she does snap back at that little girl. You but, know? but even that is amazingly foolhardy. It is. Yeah. And it like, is. like like with with Deep when breath, Vince. When you think about the fact so Octavia Butler said, cause cause look, if this is her shit, we got to talk about Octavia Butler. Talk about it. One of her early ideas was that this character would be male, that Dana would be a man. But she said she got rid of that idea almost immediately doing some research because she said a modern black man, just the way you move, mm -hmm. would die immediately. 
when he went to the past, mm. that this character had to be a woman. So that level of sensitivity about the danger that you are always in as a black person during this moment that Octavia Butler knew in 1977, for them to have this person in 2022, when she said, can I slap you back? I said, what in the hell are you doing right now? Like, there are two black children in this room. You can get them killed mm -hmm. with your slick mouth. And this is I not her first time back. This is she not knows her first time back. But I think they did it again for the plot because we had to establish that Rufus was not on her team. Right. She had to ask him the question. He then was not responsive. It now lets us know that Rufus is turning in a way that's going to be... Right. Well, as far as we know from the book. Well, that's no. about Memphis. But again, that also told us, again, especially if you juxtapose it with her mother, who has a, now has a chance to come back home and says, I can't come back home because I'm taking care of this child. Mm -hmm. I mean, you are, mama hey. took a calculated risk being in the house, too. So we're seeing, yeah. again, calculated risks being taken. I, I, don't like, I don't like either one of these characters at <laughs> any of do you I, have do you have a pet? I do. What do you have? I have a um pug. You have a dog. <laughs> Would you go out of town and trust either one of these people to take care of your dog for one week? The, um Kevin Dana or Dana. Or Kevin or Dana. I'm leaving for a week. Kevin and or Dana, can you keep my dog alive for a week? Interestingly enough, I think both of them would love to take care of my dog and would, sorry, I think both of them would love to take care of my dog. But because, could they? Yes, I think they, <laughs> I think they could and I think that they would let her kiss them on the mouth and sleep <laughs> with them and they would take her to the bar to eat beer and cheese. I don't know if Dana would let the, the dog kiss her on her mouth. but Maybe not, but uh, I think she'd mm. be on the... You better my dog me. is really cute. You I think I think they could do it. You said my dog like really every cute. day. Like they, you think <laughs> they would feed him every day? I I think so. Take him for walks. The fact that you don't have time. Well, my dog also has wisdom. Think about it. So. Oh, God, I'm with is she's so tiny. So walk the dog. Um, uh uh, not my life. Let's get back on camera. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Not here. No. I would not trust either one of these people to take care of my pet for a week. I would not let them like a take care week? of my child. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, I, oh. <laughs> that goes without saying. If either of them were my child's teacher, right. it would be it'd be out. Oh, they frustrate the hell out of me, both of them. I get it. Yeah. yeah it's very frustrating. It, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> Lynn, you're so lucky you haven't read this. Octavia's work. Nope. God. But so... <laughs> Not leading me down that path, um, but it's interesting y'all say like like the whole how you were feeling Olivia, right? Uh, her story and and right. Also, you were saying like like yeah, like you want to follow her. There was listening to her talk to Dana made me almost come up with an excuse for this series. Oh, this is not Kindred. This is actually Kindred. The sequel, it just has the same name. Like Watchmen was a sequel to Watchmen, but it was the same name. I said, oh, maybe that's what this is. Then then I realized, like, no, no, they just went left. Yeah, yeah they definitely went left. But I do think that the, 
I, we don't know much about the grandmother, but I do feel like the grandmother, mother, and Dana together are supposed to somehow be the full Dana. Like, like the, the Dana that, of I the think book. That it's okay. Dana, I think Dana is Dana Light. I think that there's like Dana Light in each character. Mm -hmm. Understood. Mm. Which, you know, is going to. But again, if these you're trying are, to get another. Uh, if you're trying to get another season, I, I see that, but like dog like that's you're just muddying up the waters for for no reason and it sounds like the to hear you three speak you're leaving so much more richer material on the on the floor the cutting floor well i think more like emotionally poignant right, right. Mm -hmm. it's it look look it's it's really look dana kevin rufus the three main characters in the book mm-hmm Tom Whelan is floating around a little bit. Margaret Whelan is, she dies halfway, spoiler, dies halfway through the book. Oh, really? This is an immediate, nasty, intimate, violent book that really reflects slavery. So all this old extra shit, and, like that's not in the spirit of the book. Like just do something else. Yeah. Something else. Like this is a book really about three people. Mm -hmm. And Butler says she made Kevin White to complicate all of this. Again, this ain't her boo. This ain't her. This is her husband. Mm -hmm. Like they are married. They love each other. And they're both intellectual. They're both novelists. They're, they're, they, they're writers. They're both writers. They both research. They both. Again, these are formidable people. So Kevin gets left in the past for five years. You know he's gonna be all right. This dude? Really? You let them take care of your dog for a week? <laughs> like, you think you can keep your dog alive for a week? That's Let's a get long the time. Dog. Let's talk about the fact that his sister, his sister has very little faith in him also. Well, apparently she has the reason to. Of course. Right. I'm contesting yeah, that. Right, I just, right. it, it, yeah. It, that, I'm assuming his sister's not in the book either. No. I will throw this bottle. <laughs> I will throw this bottle across the table. No, Kevin's sister is not in the book. No, okay. All right. So, which is which means that the whole episode we is a scavenger hunt of a lot of the things in the show in the book. You like, know what? Give people a list. Find this in the. You book. know what? That's not true. Kevin's sister is in the book. Remember in the flashback. When he proposes to Dana and Dana says, what would your family think? Oh. And then he goes and he's like, oh, my family is real cool. And then he goes and talks and his sister is married to this racist dude. And Kevin is shocked that his family is racist. Mm -hmm. So like his sister yeah. is in the book for like a paragraph. Okay. okay. Yes. A completely different character than this one. But of course. Um, but you were suggesting a scavenger hunt to what is actually in the book. Like a list of ideas, concepts, people from the show that you can find this in the book will give you <laughs> X amount of things. That would be a task. That would be a silver. task. It would be a task. Okay, sticking with the show as it's presented. Okay. What do you? Uh, what are your thoughts on our extended look into you know at least some of Dana's family with her aunt and her uncle? 
Well, can I, but I guess before we get into that, I just wanted to say that I think the other thing that weakens the show as a, you know, adaptation of the novel is that we know very early on that Rufus and Alice, mm-hmm. who they are in relation to Dana. Right. And again, so that makes it personal in a different way. And in this, like, you're not really getting that. It's like, he might be my da-da-da. Yeah. And so that takes out some of the, like, the protectiveness. Because it's like, what? I don't care about this line like that. But like, I don't right. know this little boy. You know what I mean? And this mm-hmm. little boy who might call you the n-word when the when the mood hits him i think her protectiveness of him makes more sense given you know how he is growing up when you understand who he is for her and like her very existence depends on his survival and a coming together you know even in not the the best of circumstances Mm -hmm. so i think all of that is weakened by um I mean, I think the show itself is weakened by them kind of dragging they're that. dragging it out. Yeah, that like a, a moment of like, aha, they're dropping. It's like, why are you dragging it out? Yeah. Point of clarification. Did they actually say that that little girl was Alice? Yes. Okay. The, uh, Olivia names her. Okay. She said, she said, because I have to stay and take care oh, of yeah, Alice. Alice. Because she's at an age that she's at right, right. now. Right. And because right. her mother, Hagar, was born free. So right. Alice is free because right. the, you know, it follows the mother. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but, and she said, but it would be very hard for her to stay free at the age that she is if she was alone and she doesn't have anyone else, which actually I've already like, I was like, again, if we're dealing with this thing that is not kindred, I've already like, it's like, I've gone off. I was like, oh, her fanfic went. My fanfic. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, um, and I'll just say that, like, I was thinking like in terms of is Olivia stuck because she needs to take care of Alice and Dana's coming back to take care of Rufus. Who knows what the grandmom was doing, but it almost makes you feel like it'll be the story of the kids. It's like, what is the coming together of these two people? You know, their line, like, what is the significance of it? Like, again, mm-hmm. but it's it's off in lore and not really the and story. And you know the little bitchy white girl is going to grow up and probably marry Rufus and now she's oh, a character. Oh she's goodness. not going to marry her. Off her family. That's her mother's. Yeah, they yeah. Cousins, I mean, cousins, but didn't they did that, right? Like, to keep the money from the family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I don't see I don't see her marrying Rufus. I'm say Anybody, would anyone like to bet, will force would anyone like to bet one American to do. dollar that that little girl is going to grow up and be an issue because she likes Rufus? Would anyone like to? I'm taking. I, I would. I will take that back because okay. I don't think I, so. All right. Anybody else want to take a, a one dollar bet that that girl is gonna grow? Up I don't know that and be a love like interest him. slash rival for Alice with Rufus. I, anybody? I anybody. will take that, but okay, I do I not got think $2 she I'm about to make. will like him. I think that Tom Whalen and the girl's dad mm-hmm. are going to conspire to make sure that the money stays in the Whalen Brodus, which. Bringing the Brodus family into this was that the was that a last name that was in the book? I don't remember. The Brodus family is from the story of Harriet Tubman. Mm, that name right. in Marilyn Brodus, yeah, was the name of the family that owned her mother. That is another point that I'm like, honey, you were really doing a lot to make this period piece. Which is why I said it was intentional that the lighting is how it is because I think that they're trying to go for this like, you know, um, 
what's the what's the filter that you can put on stuff and make it look age sepia? Oh, right. so they're trying to give like make this look sepia time tone here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they're trying to give us that also. Exactly. And have Kevin play the piano. Exactly. That was so good. Sorry, Len, we're breaking your setup. And it's and it's oh so clever. Hey, look, they didn't really used to celebrate Christmas. Look. Look, is oh that, my God! Isn't that, weird? The isn't that weird? Oh my God! The, the performance, oh. the kids, and they're throwing the stuff. So they're throwing oranges, oranges, oranges like and then candy or whatever. Historically yeah. accurate, I know. Historically accurate, mm -hmm. but to me, I think that some of what they're using as the um, like height of the moments that they're saving, like how how um, Alice is, if we're foreshadowing what, what's going to happen with Alice and, and Rufus, at least as, as we know about it in the book. Mm -hmm. I think that there are these violent like points that they're trying not to have be as graphic and violent. Of course. So they're teasing out the dehumanization it, with things like that, where it's like, it's slavery light. It's That's true because you're like because you're not seeing any type of we haven't seen violence or hitting of the we we're not mm. seeing the bloody yeah the bloody, bloody, bloody. and and yeah. look it's it this is a this is a hard story like, like Ariel said you described. learn you learn early yeah. that Rufus and Alice are going to have to have a baby and it is articulated in the book that Dana has to reckon with the fact that which he's really talking about is letting Rufus grow up and rape Alice. Right. Exactly. So that she can have a baby. Right. Welcome to page Spoiler. 45. Yeah. yeah. Now read the rest of the book. Right. So this is, it's it. you're right. I think you don't want, and I think we, we may have talked about this. In some ways, you kind of feel bad for the creators of this because on the one hand, you don't want it to be trauma porn, which if you follow the book, in episode two, Dana Wood's going to have to point to Rufus and point to this little girl and say, he's going to grow up to rape her, and I need that to happen for me to survive. Right. right. I have to allow it. But on the other hand, if you're not going to do the book, you well, just end up with this, with this genre exercise that, you know, your mileage may vary. Like you say, you're enjoying it. That part of it. That part you know, of that it. That part, yeah. you know, the time travel. I could take or leave it like like, you know, it's very kind of standardized boilerplate sci fi stuff. Yeah. You know, so. Now, nah. now. <laughs> I can't call. I'm gonna be like the old players. I can't call. I, I'm like if a, if Octavia could tell us on page 45 of hundreds and hundreds of pages these details and then still have hundreds and hundreds of pages to write mm -hmm. then a show a showrunner could do the same thing you could you could give it to us raw in the first couple episodes so that you set this up to be more authentic yeah but to your point if you're that's if you're going in with the idea that you're showing the book in these eight episodes if you are trying to build this up for a multi-seasonal run yeah. then you do kind of have to sl slow down certain reveals um 
just so that now uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't agree with the way that they are slowing it down. No, but for but you do have to kind of like pull the, the brakes on it. some things. I wonder if this person felt motivated in the way that they they wrote this by um, Lovecraft Company, uh, Lovecraft Company, <laughs> Lovecraft Country being canceled. I wonder if they were trying to fill a gap oh, and see if you know they could tease out a multi-season i know i know but it's real we're human like creatives are impacted no, no, by no, I, think, I think you're right but, but but you know i don't know if anyone read lovecraft country here but... i did I, yeah. I actually loved so, it so you know if you read like lovecraft country had all of these bananas ideas in the book that you could say Oh my God! You could do five, six years with this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep saying Kindred is a linear, nasty, brutal, intimate story where you get in, you get out. I've from from shit. I didn't understand how they were going to do eight episodes. You did say that. Like from 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 the moment I heard about this, and I was like, Oh, great! They're going to do like a a, a three night miniseries and then they said oh it's gonna be eight episodes mm. i said eight episodes how you going what are you gonna do in eight hours with kindred but i guess you got it tom tom whelan's gay we think tom, he's definitely tom whelan's gay he's definitely gay okay she <laughs> he got tom traveling cats we got nosy neighbors it's, don't do that it's it's an, it's you it's, making it sound it's, a it's, it, it's a cop uncle it's a cop uncle sure he's a cop sure why not he's Black cop, black cop, and 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 then the, her aunt. This is her father's family. Oh, now her father's family is in it. Oh, sure, why not? Okay. The the disappearing patroller, which I actually thought that, was I was interesting that she because she goes so bad. She do touching to her and it's right. like so he goes, but he doesn't come back to right. the house. So where's he? So where's he? Where's he? He's wandering somewhere. Wandering around. I feel like him being out in the world is an easy solve. He's gonna get you know three hundred two. It's like he's he's disoriented in the place that he lands. Or is he? Or isn't he? So I or is he in the no? Is he become a Republican? No, I think it is that he's in like some void because just like uh. When they when they first come back and the neighbors see them and they're it looks like they're fighting because she's mm-hmm. panicking about taking the poison. They are dressed. And then when they p- open the door, it's like they're undressed. And I was actually like they took time to get take their clothes off. And it's like their clothes almost like uh, disintegrated. Evaporated. Well, well, remember, they have old they tiny clothes. Right. Clothes so the old were tiny clothes it. stayed in the past. Yeah. No, no. But when they showed up, they had them on. And it's almost like they apparated off their body. So I was like, is there supposed to be a when they were on the floor you ready for that they had the clothes no when, when they, they were the no when came back they were on the floor no no no, no. their underwear no 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 yeah. when they first come back and the the woman the hermione from across the street she sees them arguing they are still dressed she has her dress on oh, no 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 i thought when she first she saw them right before they were about to vanish no it was when they came back no no no, no. she circled back she never saw them come back she saw them vanish. She went across the street, yeah. got her husband, and then came back. And in the time between her leaving, getting her husband, and then going to the door, they had gone to the past and then they came, came back, back in their underwear. Yes. They were in the okay. clothes that they had on. They had on. Right. The clothes. I'm going to watch wait, wait, wait. I'm gonna have to watch that again. They come back to the house. No, they were at the. No, they 
No, they were in the house. No, they were in the house. always come back to the kitchen. They were in the house. No, 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 no. Before they left, I know what you're saying. They did not leave from the house. Well, I'm saying, I don't think, That's no, it was they, so they're in the cabin with Olivia. Right. She points She has on the blue dress. And she has a blue dress. He has on the clothes that he was Right, right, old right. timey. And the little girl standing over her and Dana is panicking and she's right. fighting. So then when they appear, I don't think the neighbor saw them appear. She just happens to look out and see them in the window. They are tussling. No, 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 no. And they no, are no, no. They, they, they're, play, they're, playing, they're playing with time with this. Right. That was when she's looking out the window. Okay. She sees them disappear, go into the past. Right. Um, then in the time that it takes her to convince her husband to go over to the house right. and they look in. They're back. They come they're back. Com- and they come back. And they and stuff and they're laying in bed. Well, no, 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 they're in the underwear before the episodes, you know, before they do the credits. Dana says, what happened to our clothes? Then, you know, they show the credits. Then they show them and they have on rows. They're in bed. And they're, ba- and they're looking at the pictures on the phone. Yeah. Then old girl knocks on the door because now she has brought her husband, husband. with her. Right. So she then saw they them got dressed. go to the past. She didn't, no one saw them come back. Then when they open the door and they're like in the living room on the floor in their underwear. That's when they right. had come back. That's when they, they came come, come back. back. She okay. was still convulsing. Because and then she was she, poisoned. He takes her to the kitchen and he keeps giving. I will say that was a dumb part, but maybe it was just his panic because he kept taking the cup as it wasn't what? even. And I thought it was I, in the sink and giving it back. This is why I'm not <laughs> no animal with cabbage. Yeah, I don't even know how cups work. I did, I, that did bother me. I said, this is weird. I know how anything out every recovery for every I, detail i was actually bringing different well i thought he was just trying to like have a train of water so it was like you drink this while i fill this you because her mom said if only it was some way for you to have a continuous thing of water in one glass but there is he keeps taking what you before she finishes it and filling the same cup up I thought it, it was a different. No, he's he's, t- he's taking. Oh, I thought cup. it was a different cup. But to be fair, Evan doesn't understand how cups work. Well, I'm saying I I doubt Dana had a picture uh, pitcher for him to like fill from. No, no, no. Just go to the to the sink. Fill, okay. him, fill it. Just let her finish the next gulp of water or something. <laughs> That's anyway. How and then she asks, "How do you know to do this? How do you know?" And he's like, "Your mom told." Before. Yeah, that was a script yeah, correction because he, like, he, he never, she, you don't he, see her do that. Do what? No, she does. Yeah. She does. She, 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 she says she doesn't. She doesn't understand. She why says she'll survive it. It's gonna look bad, but give her water. She'll oh, survive this. This yeah. is the thing that's making Vince that. feel that Olivia is the more formidable right. kind of right. developed character because we see her doing laps around the right. cabin. As she's drinking the tea, right, and she's giving them all the instructions for how to not right. die from the right. poisoning. Um, right now, where Olivia really takes the risk is that Kevin is a moron. Yeah, <laughs> and, <laughs> and she knows he's the moron because she's already said right. that man's that man's gonna get you killed. Yeah. Because I already said <laughs> right, I told uh, right. I felt vindicated, Olivia. So she's using little words. Mm-hmm. Give her water, and it's a risk because water has two syllables in it. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. So she thinks is there mm, is there a word for water that is in two syllables? This well, he guy. fucked up giving her the ring. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But that ended up saved this, like helping her out because he has to go find her. Did you notice you were talking about the show and you, you were, we were, you know, obviously we were so horrified, but I'm throwing the oranges at the at the children like they were animals and everything. But did you notice Kevin just stood in the corner with his mouth open the whole, the whole time. time? Yeah, he was his mouth, shocked. Just mouth, yeah. And the whole time, like I just want to reach in TV and like put his touch his chin and yeah. just close your yeah, just close was... your mouth. Like, Look, I'm eyes. That was hard to watch. I feel I feel like a lot of the the way that I'm impacted by these scenes is um is like the last uh few episodes of the last season of Game of Thrones when mm. you see the Poland Spring model <laughs> under the chair and you're like, uh, uh, yes. Or a Starbucks cup. Oh, yeah, yeah, a Starbucks yeah. cup. Yeah. Whatever the thing is and you're just like, uh-huh. I, uh, I don't want to talk about it. Right. Yeah. Game of Thrones. I was like, I'm done with you. <clears throat> I didn't even. I... And re like if you tried to rewatch and start at the beginning, I felt uh, a, a anger burning because mm -hmm. it's like because you know how it's going to devolve i know that's why and they just want to drop the ball and it started off so good i it's didn't watch until the last few episodes of the last season because a friend was like come over and like watch party and so i felt very um invested for the last three episodes of the last season oh and then that happened and i was like God um, damn it. i'm going to say this <laughs> from really my years is. of doing the michelle mission Right now, my partner, Lynn Webb, has said many, many times, you know you are in a bad space when you're supposed to be talking about one thing. <laughs> oh, no. And you He's end up talking about another show. Damn. We have now talked about Atlanta <laughs> and Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. In the midst of reviewing the, two episodes of, of the Kendrick. Kendrick. Yes. Yeah. So. You, you also recommended the actress for something else for the orphan oh yeah and actually when i look at that little girl it makes me think of what the the bad child on willy wonka the little girl that turns into a oh yeah the blueberry salt. Oh, oh you know go ahead but we don't have i don't know i don't know anybody that more of charlie shows. look i'm done with this fucking show i don't <laughs> like it is it is disappointing and sad that that we are at this moment. It's it's, it's funny. I um, there there was a trailer for this retro futuristic show coming on Apple Plus. Um, Hello Tomorrow. It's like this retro futuristic show, and apparently it's about some traveling salesmen hmm. who are selling um timeshares on the moon. Mm. Oh wow, that sounds kind of cool. Lynn knows I keep my eye on science fiction on Apple Plus. My favorite science fiction of like the past. 10 years severance mm. waiting for that to come back and that's on um, apple plus that's on apple plus andor just went off the mandalorian trailer just came on there's so much foundation foundation that's on apple which talking about something an, an adaptation of a book and they took liberties with mm -hmm. the 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 purist in me gritted my teeth about that but they they're doing interesting things there is so much interesting science fiction. And then what's even more frustrating, there's so much interesting science fiction. Um, Because I'm now I'm thinking of, of The Last of Us. Yeah. Oh, just premiered. Yes. My God. So good. There is, it, that's on HBO. And it's so an adaptation of, it of a video game. Has okay. pulled from what Octavia Butler did 
30, 40 years ago. I maintain whether you're talking talking about The Walking Dead, whether you're talking about The Last of Us, any of these post-apocalyptic shows that kind of show a society kind of still holding together. Mm -hmm. And there are these, Octavia Butler did it in 93 with Parable of the Sower. Mm -hmm. Like so much has been pulled. And so when we get this moment that now, okay, now Octavia Butler has entered the chat. Now we got some Octavia Butler. It's just, it's too late. It's just, it's, it, you know, just this, it's just, it's just so pedestrian. I know, I know. It too, but it is very pedestrian. I would, like I said, I was feeling that with doing this, but uh, maybe to a degree, a saving grace is that it goes so far afield from the book that unfortunately no time soon it leaves the the window open for a better adaptation. Yes, but yeah. what you want, what we all wanted, I think any of us who loved Octavia Butler, what we wanted was that this was going to push people. Yeah, put to, into to read the books. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it might still. I don't think it's I don't think that we know that it won't. I think we'll see a resurgence in at least the purchase of her book. Well, I hope so. I yeah. think that we're going to see a resurgence in um, educators using her books. Look, My man. high school student um, last year read her, uh, I think for the last two years, have been assigned Kindred, Kindred was one, yeah, Kindred Parable was the, the other. I teach Parable every year, at least twice a year. I taught, yeah. I taught, you know, her work. And I think that those of us that know will, will bring it, will be supported in bringing it. I think that it will create an opportunity for comparative studies, like particularly with these adaptations coming right, around. Right. I think it'll be interesting. We're, we're just having this visceral, you know, reaction because of our investment in seeing Octavia's work be treated well. And I don't, I don't know that people who do adaptations are always the most studied in the work of an author and why an author made certain choices in their writing, let alone a depth study into that one piece of literature. I just, it's it's heavy. I don't know a lot of people who love Octavia Butler who've read her work or read each individual novel more than once. Mm -hmm. I've, I've read Xenogenesis three times. Yeah. It's that important to me, but that's not for everyone right. not everyone does that and not everyone thinks or has been told that that's the kind of study necessary to do an adaptation which is it's unfortunate because i think it then it kind of puts the writing in this place of like a who's who's had a lot of stuff stephen king's had a lot of stuff re you know adapted tom clancy's work like JK, JK, Rouse. whatever her transphobic self is named, um, you know, it, it like throws it in there and, and we need to say this. We need to say the ad adaptation didn't do it justice so that people At will not so make the far. mistake. We're halfway through. We're halfway through. We got four episodes. You said so far. Maybe, maybe, it's it'll, over. maybe it'll turn around. <laughs> maybe it'll turn around. We got four episodes. Our journey is not over. Our, 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 our journey's no, our journey's not over. But I just feel like, at this point, I don't know if I feel like this is an adaptation. I feel like it's fanfic of Kindred. 
it's like this is somebody who loosely inspired loosely inspired by who maybe he read can maybe he read it and like I, by a man who read no no he's look i'm not going he said he loves kindred okay he said he read it he he said look this this is a, a smart fellow shortlisted for the pulitzer prize and award-winning playwright and 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 he said he loves kindred maybe he meant and, their album and I just really think he like he read Kendrick and he was more interested in the time travel. And so that's the story he's telling, because that's what we're. He, of course, being Brandon Jacob Jenkins. Yes, that's because that's what we're getting. Time travel to what end? I think it's also very. It's the time travel to what end to learn about white people. We're not even seeing the black characters enough we're not seeing even an honest enough portrayal of the white perversion enough like we're not we're not even getting that so time travel to what end what are we learning from the time travel what are we doing what are we doing here i agree yeah i agree well what we're doing here ladies and gentlemen is that next week here on the Ripples in Time, the Kindred podcast. What we're going to be doing is we're going to be reviewing episodes five and six of of Kindred, um, because we really just want to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully, all of you out there who are watching along with us um, will watch episodes five and six and return next Thursday at 7 p.m. live here on YouTube for Ripples in Time, the Kindred podcast review of those two episodes. Um, we don't know, like you said, your family is enjoying it. I, I will say my girlfriend who has not read the book either, I gave her license to go ahead and finish she finished it. She's good with it. It it fits well, with her. Right. I'm glad. Right. It fits with her. You know what I mean? So um, let's see. Let's see what happens. Everything isn't for everybody and everything doesn't have to be your thing. That's very That's true. Correct. Very true. All right. Um, so, but until then, next week, where tell people where they can uh, catch up with you and if you've got anything going on. I'm, I understand, Charlene, you may be stepping out of town. Yes. Um, well, you can find me on Instagram uh, at underscore O-R-O-O-R-I underscore Aura or Re. Um, and I am going to be here next week with you all in person. But the following week, I'll be dialing in. I'm from Guyana mm. in South America. That's where my father is from. And then I will be heading to Trinidad and Tobago. And I'm going right. to be doing a journey um, that sort of mimics two black people in 1840 that were sent to Guyana and Trinidad by their church community in Baltimore, Maryland um, to basically survey both countries as to whether or not they were viable places for black people that were living in the United States to, to repatriate and mm -hmm. settle. Um, the, the report, the reporters names were Price and Peck and they actually, um, in my archival research, I found the, the bound report at the library company of Philadelphia. 
and then went to the city archive and I found the ship's log of the day that they returned back to Philadelphia wow. from nice. Trinidad. So I'm going to go to the National Archives in Trinidad and in um, Guyana oh, and see if I can nice. kind of tie in some things okay. and it'll all be a part of a, a piece that I'm writing um, kind of based on, you know, a historical uh, happening. Well, so I'll be making that journey. I'll be back March 9th, so I'll be gone for a little while. Oh, wow. Congrats. Yes. And cool. and I'm going to go and jump up for Carnival in Trinidad. I'll be <laughs> All right. I mean, if you're going to go and skin up. Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. What about you, Ariel? Um, you can catch me at All Things Amalgam, uh, Amalgam Philly on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Uh, and you can... Uh, Check out Amalgam at AmalgamPhilly.com. Uh, the store is back open, uh, online only right now. All right. Uh, but progress, and so I'm feeling good about that. And, you know, moving to the next phase. All right. Transitioning. That's what's up. You can do that from any, anywhere. I know. Tickets are cheap after Carnival to come to Trinidad. If you want right. to join me. Well, I want to go to Carnival. I want the outfit. Come on. That's right, Lynn. The boy. I want an outfit. <laughs> <laughs> she has an outfit, and it's called a rubber band. <laughs> um, exactly. If you want to get down with the, more of the Michelle mission, Vincent and I will be doing a live show this Saturday, January 21st at City Winery. We're going to be doing a live podcast and film screening of The Outside Story, um, which is a very, very beautiful yeah it is fun really is cool ass movie um slice of life that takes place in brooklyn starring brian tyree henry and Samika martin green um the michelle mission at city winery january 21st um i think the doors open at six our show opens at 7 30 we want to play some games and and screen the entire movie the whole movie will be right there and then we'll have a nice little talk back for people um, you can go to citywinery.com slash Philadelphia for information and uh, to see if there are any tickets left. I think there may be one or two. So if you want to check us out, now's the time to do it. Hurry up. Um, but yeah, that's what we got going on. And then we've we've got some other stuff that we can't announce yet, but <laughs> we've been working. We've been working. We've been working. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've, we, we, it, things things are up. coming. Things are a coming here on in Mission Michelle. Um, and next week on, on the Michelle Mission, we will be reviewing Vincent's selection from 1970, The Liberation of L.B. Jones, starring Roscoe Lee Brown and Lola Falana. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a nasty little film. Hey. <laughs> Come on, After Dark. Michelle Well, definitely. All right. But um, until next week, ladies and gentlemen, he's Vincent. I'm Len. That's Ariel. That is Charlene. And in parting, we say we'll see you when it's time to meet again. Bye.